This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, October 15th, the Ides of October, and let's talk about the forecast. We have experienced a cool, wet start to fall, and the situation is not expected to change much during the next week. Today, a frontal zone with a band of rain extends from the eastern Pacific over the Olympic Mountains and northeastward over the North Cascades and southern BC. The rain boundary will be probably around North Seattle for most of the morning and early afternoon, with the South Sound and Southwest Washington being dry, as well as most of Eastern Washington and, of course, Oregon. But there will be strong winds along the Washington coast and over Northwest Washington, with gusts to 40 miles per hour or more. Today, cloudy conditions will dominate over Washington, and highs over western Washington will probably reach the upper 50s. On Saturday, the precipitation band and the clouds will shift a bit northward initially, allowing some improvement over Washington, and highs reaching the mid-60s around Puget Sound and low 70s in eastern Washington. So Saturday is definitely the best day. Because on Saturday night and Sunday morning, forced by a potent upper-level trough, Coming in off the Pacific Ocean, the frontal band will move eastward, bringing serious rain to western Washington, and showers will extend through the day on Sunday. Highs on on Sunday will plummet into the mid-50s, so you will notice the difference. But improvement will be on the way. Higher pressure will temporarily rebuild over the eastern Pacific on Monday and Tuesday, with partly cloudy skies, no rain, and temperatures reaching 60 again uh, on the western side of the Cascades on Tuesday, and 70 or so in eastern Washington. But this nice weather won't last, as a series of weather uh, conditions will come in on Wednesday and beyond, and so we'll see significant rain. The latest NOAA Climate Prediction Center forecasts are now emphatic that La Nina will strengthen and become actually quite potent this fall. And so we are certain that La Nino-type winter conditions lie ahead. The implications are clear. La Ninas are associated with wetter and cooler than normal situation over the Northwest, but drier than normal conditions over California, especially Central and Southern California with these effects being most profound after the new year. Um, But this year, the impacts appear to be happening earlier, with typical La Nina large-scale atmospheric conditions, uh, with like a big ridge over the east and Pacific, uh, bringing northerly flow and cooler conditions. Those conditions have been apparent in October. Well, enjoy the weekend, particularly Saturday. Take care. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. This week, 
was the anniversary of the great Columbus Day storm of October 12, 1962. It was probably the most powerful and destructive storm to strike the Northwest since the arrival of European settlers and the most powerful non-tropical cyclone to strike the lower 48 states during the past century. An extraordinary storm. The winds during the Columbus Day storm were amazingly extreme. Over 145 miles per hour at Cape Blanco on the Oregon coast, 138 miles per hour at Newport, Oregon, and over 130 miles per hour at Oregon's Mount Hebo, 160 miles per hour at the Nacelle radar site in southwest Washington, 116 in Portland, and 100 miles per hour in Renton. The central pressure in the center of the Columbus Day storm dropped to approximately 950 hectopascals, that's a unit of pressure, 955, and was equivalent in terms of its pressure and the associated winds to a Category 3 hurricane, such as Hurricane Katrina that struck New Orleans. Yes, we can get hurricane-strength storms, but by a different name. Just to compare, a typical low-pressure center, a strong one, to reach our shores during winter often is around 990 hectopascals. So the Columbus Day storm was in a different world. I have little doubt that if the Columbus Day storm hit today, it would result in many billions, if not tens of billions of dollars to the Northwest. And let me make a side note. The Columbus Day storm was far stronger than the perfect storm of of Hollywood fame that occurred in Halloween 1991. I mean, our Columbus Day storm dwarfed the perfect storm. The Columbus Day storm resulted in the death of 46 people. 317 were hospitalized, and 15 billion board feet of timber were downed, enough to build 300,000 homes. Millions lost power. In fact, most people lost power. With the twin high-tension power lines to Portland toppling like some children's tinker toys. A really interesting aspect of the storm was that it started as a hurricane or typhoon, Typhoon Frida in the Western Pacific. Moving northward in the Western Pacific, uh, the typhoon weakened and transitioned into a mid-latitude cyclone or a low-pressure center. In doing so, in going through this transition, it switched energy sources from the warmth and moisture of the tropical Pacific to making use of the differences in temperature north-south found in the mid-latitudes. In some ways, this was the meteorological version of a hybrid car, switching energy sources as it evolved. Moving across the Pacific, it swung south in a large trough of low pressure over the eastern Pacific, and then switched to a northward track along the west coast, intensifying very rapidly as it moved up the coast from California into British Columbia. We have had other strong cyclones here in the Northwest during the last 50 years, such as the Inauguration Day storm of 1993 and the Hanukkah Eve storm of 2006, but none equaled the Columbus Day storm 
Back in the 1960s, weather prediction was not very skillful, particularly for storms coming off the data-poor eastern Pacific. The weather satellite network that we enjoy today and covers the entire world did not exist then, and our numerical forecast models were primitive. Embarrassing for people in my profession, the weather prediction made on October 11th, October 11th for October 12th, was for improving conditions and no storm. But early on the 12th, when some ominous ship reports were received, Weather Bureau forecasters realized that there was a major storm approaching, and they put out warnings, but it was kind of late. Today, we have so much information over the oceans, satellite data, aircraft information, and buoys, and our models are so good that a surprise storm like the Columbus Day storm can no longer occur. In fact, my colleagues at the National Weather Service have not missed a single major northwest windstorm since roughly 1990. Will global warming increase the frequency and intensity of major storms or cyclones hitting the northwest? A detailed study by my colleagues at the Climate Impacts Group of the University of Washington, funded by Seattle City Light, suggests that the answer is no. But one day, another storm of similar strength to the Columbus Day storm will eventually hit us, but hopefully improved forecasting will give us time to prepare. Enjoy the weekend, and let me tell you that no major storm is forecast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.